In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Glory be to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, now and ever into the ages of all ages, Amen. As we were saying in the introduction to the readings, that we are uh, nearing the end of this Coptic month, uh, which is the month of Hatur. It doesn't really matter what the name is, but this is near, we're nearing the end of this month. And the next month, the one that we're going into, is the month of Kiyak. The month of Kiyak is the month in which the Lord Jesus Christ is incarnate um, and he takes flesh at the end of the month of Kiyak. So the entire month of Kiyak is it's like a month-long celebration of the anticipation of the coming of Christ. And so the month of Hatur, the month before it, the month that we're in now, is all about preparing ourselves for the coming of Christ. And in the introduction to the readings, I was saying, maybe you have been preparing yourself for the holidays. Maybe you've been decorating the house or doing some Christmas baking or, uh, or you know, buying Christmas presents. And this is obviously a bit of an odd Christmas uh, where, uh, you know, even if we're ordering Christmas presents online, we're trying to figure out where to ship them to. Are we all going to gather? Are we not going to gather? We don't know. But in some sense, in some sense, Christmas and the holidays are already starting to fill our minds with some, you know, uh, uh, apprehension, maybe because of the because of the uh, of COVID and so on. But nonetheless, we're preparing ourselves. Now, imagine I was saying in the introduction to the readings, if the Lord Jesus Christ were to come and to to, to visit you in your home and tell you your Christmas decorations are perfect, except for this one thing. Or he were to tell you that, you know, you're, whatever it is you're, you're working on, you know what I mean, is perfect except for this one thing. The Lord Jesus Christ encounters a young rich man. And the young rich man tells him, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And so he, Jesus tells him, keep the commandments, you know what they are. And they lists the commandments in regards to our relationship with others. And the man says, I've done these things since my youth. And then in the Gospel of St. Mark, there's some details that are recorded that are not recorded in the other Gospels. It says at that moment that he looked at him and he loved him. The Lord Jesus Christ is looking at you today and he is looking at you with love. Not with criticism, not with, uh, not with uh, uh, you, you know, um, like a nitpicky, petty eyes. No, he's looking at you and me today with love, with love. And he says to him, one thing you lack. Imagine if the Lord Jesus Christ were to say to you and to me, one thing you lack. When I go to confession, you know, Right? I go with my little scroll, right? And then I go to confession, I unroll the scroll, you know, with a list of, you know, a hundred thousand sins. I think I've told the story before about how I went, once went to confession with a list of 82 sins. Uh, and and uh, my father of confession looked at it and said, well, what, what, what is this? When did you have time to do all of these things? You were just here three weeks ago, Right? 
the Lord is not looking at you and me and saying, you lack 82 things. It's one thing you lack. How beautiful is our Lord. How kind is our Lord. How merciful is our Lord. How gracious is our Lord. But how true is our Lord also. He can't look at this young rich ruler, this young rich man, he can't look at him and tell him, you're perfect, although he is almost there. He has to tell him one thing you lack. And so the Lord is looking at you and me with the same eye, the same eye of love and mercy and kindness and gentleness and grace and truth and telling you and me one thing you lack. You're so beautiful, one thing you lack. What joy in my heart when I hear those words and what desire do I have to tell the Lord, speak on Lord, what? What's the one thing? What's the one thing that I lack? That's one thing that I need to do. What is it, Lord? If you told me 20 things, I would de get discouraged. If you told me 100 things, I would believe you. But if you tell me one thing, I am encouraged to do it. What's the one thing that I need to do? And he tells the young rich ruler to sell all that he has, to go and to follow him. And he leaves, the young man leaves sad. And Jesus comments to his disciples, and this is only found in the Gospel of Mark. He says to him, how difficult it is those for who, have, who, who have much riches to enter the kingdom of heaven. And the disciples all look at each other and they say, who then can be saved? And only in the Gospel of Mark does he does he clarify how difficult it is for those who trust in riches to enter the kingdom of heaven? It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. He clarifies. The issue is not what you have in your pocket. The issue is where is your reliance? Where is your trust? The issue is what are you aiming for? The issue is, what's your goal? What's your target? That's the question that Jesus... That's the one thing. Martha is complaining that she's doing all the work and Mary isn't helping her. And Jesus answers and says to her that Mary has chosen one thing and it shall not be taken away from her. The women who wash Jesus' feet with their, their tears and the one who anointed him with his head, her oil, uh, with oil, fragrant oil on his head, Jesus said, what they have done for me will be spoken of through all the world. You see, all that we do in our life cannot compare to our devotion to God. Cannot compare to our devotion to God. And similarly, Similarly to many other relationships, it's a bit all or nothing. It's a bit all or nothing. Like, you know, you can't enter into a romantic relationship and tell your, your spouse or your spouse-to-be or your beloved or whatever you want to call this person, you know, 
You're, you're my favorite girl. <laughs> She's got to be the only one. It's all or nothing, right? When I think of all the girls I find attractive, you're the most attractive. <laughs> no girl wants to hear that. No girl wants to hear that. No man wants to hear that either. Right? When it comes, when it comes to these high-stakes relationships, it's a bit all or nothing. It's a bit, are you in or are you out? And so it's really one thing. It's one thing. And so the church is telling us now, as we only have a few days left before we start this beautiful month of Kiyak, the church is telling us, you and me, is telling us, where is your treasure? Because that's where your heart will be also. It's telling us, where is your attention? Where is your focus? Where is your desire? Because that's where your heart will be also. What do you want in the next 30 days? What do you want most? I really miss, I really miss gathering together. Yeah, I miss that. I would really like um, health and prosperity to my loved ones. Yeah, I would really like that too, yeah. Um, there's a couple of Christmas gifts that are on my list. I'd really like some of those too, yeah. Yeah, that's there. Oh, and I like to, and I, and, and I like God too. He's on, he's on the list. Can't be like that. It can't be like that. In the next, in the next 30 days of this, Mary, sometimes called the Marian month of Kiyak, after St. Mary, the church is encouraging us to devote all of our attention and our focus to Him all of our joy and apprehension on Him. To say to Him, Lord, you are, you are my all in all. Lord, I want, I wish to be gathered again together because I know it pleases Your heart. But if it doesn't please Your heart, so be it. So be it. If it be Your will, go ahead and do it, Lord. And I will be with you and with everyone else. If it not be your will, Lord, I will still be with you and you will allow us to gather again some other time. The church is urging us now, today, before the month of Kiyah starts, to put all of our joy and our apprehension and our focus, apprehension here not in a bad way, but anticipation on Jesus, to set our eyes on Jesus, to focus on Jesus, to be looking to see where He is coming from. I'll finish with one last thing. After Jesus is born, they take Jesus and present Him in the temple. Who meets them there? Simeon the elder. In the Compline prayer, we pray the gospel of where Simeon receives Christ in the altar. And... I won't bore you, well not bore you, but I won't belabor you with the story of, of, of St. Simeon, the 300 years of his life, waiting, lived, he lived to 300 years old, waiting for Christ, because God had promised him that he would get to see Christ with his eyes. The son of a virgin, he would get to see him with his eyes in the flesh. 
And so it, it says in the Gospel that he was waiting for the consolation of Israel. And he was looking for the consolation of Israel. What is that, those words? When we look at them in their ancient languages, they're not like passive. He was waiting. He'd been waiting for 300 years. So, no, he was waiting. He was sitting at the edge of his seat. He was waiting. You know, and you go to the movies. Remember there was that thing called the cinema? Once upon a time we were allowed to go there. Remember that thing, right? You know, uh, and then the THX thing would happen, you know, where they like show you how like loud the sound can go kind of or whatever, right? And then it would be like feature presentation and then everything would go quiet. And then, you know, the movie would start, you know? That moment between feature presentation and the movie starts. St. Simeon was stuck in that for 300 years. You know? But he was eyes wide open. We've talked about this many times. All of our icons, their eyes are wide open. Why? They're sober and they're waiting. They're, they're anticipating. Right? And so here we are. The church is telling us to enter into this month with anticipation. With, with hope, looking forward. Our eyes are on the manger and we're waiting for the moment that He will come and be incarnate in the manger, in our church, most importantly, in our own lives. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen. I have sinned. Forgive me, my fathers and mothers and brothers and sisters. Please pray for me.